Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we talk about the Cleveland-Boston trade, which is now official. Kyrie Irving goes to the Boston Celtics. We also talk about Isaiah Thomas and Jake Crowder, along with others, going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. We also talk about Colin Kaepernick and why he's still not in the NFL. My co-host, Adrian Catwell, joins me right now, and that's on Guys Talking Sports. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. I am your co-host, Al Qualls, and I would like to thank everybody for subscribing, you know, doing everything that they can possibly on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud. You know, shout out to the people at Roto Den as well. But without further ado, we're going to get started with Guys Talking Sports. I'd like to invite my other co-host with me, Adrian Catwell, into the mix. So what's going on, Adrian, man? How's everything? I am doing well, man. It's another another week, another exciting development in, in sports, and I can't wait to get to, you know, just jump right in and get started. Yeah, and we definitely going to jump right in and get started. Um, shout out to Earl, and I know he's not, he's, he's not able to make it, but again, shout out to you, Earl. But we're going to get started, excuse me, and we're going to talk about, of course, what everybody is talking about, and that is the Cleveland Cavaliers trading Kyrie Irving to the Boston Celtics for Isaiah Thomas, Jay Crowder, uh, the center Atik Zigic, and the Brooklyn's 2018 first-round pick that is unprotected. So, Adrian, I know you wanted to get your take on this, so I'm just going to let the floor be yours and let you talk about this. Get it started. Man, it's, <laughs> where does one begin? It's, it's an incredible trade. I mean – both sides really, really it worked out well for both sides. I don't think there's I don't think there's a, a winner or loser in this situation. Um I truly believe that in Cleveland's sake, they made it so that they positioned themselves very well to again win the East and be extremely competitive this time around with Golden State. Um they may not have four Dominant, well, three dominant scores. I mean, Isaiah Thomas is a scorer. I mean, he's not going to drop a 35, 40. He, he doesn't possess. Well, he, maybe so. You know, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm taking things a little too light for him. You know, maybe he does possess that, that capability to do 30 or 35 points in a playoff series if, if his number is called. But Cleveland has the resources now where I believe Kevin Love could probably step up and play a bigger role. And Isaiah Thomas doesn't have to be that guy to really be a, a, a Kyrie type of person in Cleveland. Um, then you got Jay Crowder coming in, um, definitely uh, brings a better uh, defensive uh, prowess to the team. Um, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, starting lineup of uh, what you're looking at, Isaiah Thomas, uh, J.R. Smith, LeBron, Kyrie, and Tristan Thompson. And then you have Jay Crowder, Derrick Rose, and uh, and company coming off the bench. That ain't bad. And, you know, you can mix and match and, and do whatever. You know, that's it's a great look for Cleveland. On the flip side, you know, um, Boston starting five looks very solid. You know, you got Kyrie, Gordon Edward, uh, uh Tatum, uh, 
can't think of the uh, couple other guys that they got started. Um, They're going to have um, one of the Morris twins and um, Al Horford. Right, right. So, that, again, that ain't bad. I mean, that looks great on paper. First, a great start in five. Um, I mean, Kyrie has the opportunity to be that leader. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how the team gels. You know, as far as I mean, Isaiah Thomas was definitely you know he 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 earned his he earned his respect in Boston being the player that he was the past two years and becoming an All Star. But you know, Kyrie is trying to come to Boston and show and prove that this is going to be his team. He's going to do it his way. You know, he doesn't need a LeBron to power pass. And now he he has ultimately a big three with himself, Gordon, and Al Horford. So we'll, we'll see how it works out. And definitely the first game of the season, you know, that's going to be uh, – <laughs> that's going to have playoff atmosphere all written all over it for the first game. I think they're going to come out throwing some real big haymakers trying to see who's going to come out, you know, come out standing at the end of that game. So I'm, I'm really excited looking forward to October 17th. No, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, it's – I will say this. Um, I agree. Cleveland made Cleveland did <laughs> Cleveland came out like a bandit on this um, for a couple of different reasons, mainly for the fact that Boston really didn't have to do this. You know, like they really could have just stayed idle, and nine times out of ten, Cleveland would have had to dealt Kyrie to another team, and you know, once they dealt them to another team, you know, it could have been one less thing they have to worry about come playoff time. Um, so Cleveland could have stayed – I mean, Boston could have stayed idle and kept the picks and kept whoever they had and just waited out until Cleveland basically would have been – would have done something with Kyrie to the point where they would have took Cleveland a step down. Like, to be honest, this trade, Cleveland came out on top. You had a disgruntled star in Kyrie Irving. And not saying that, you know, it was, you know, he's warranted for the reasons I, I said in the previous podcast, you know, what Kyrie is doing, I completely acknowledge and understand why he's doing it. You know, he wants to get out of LeBron James' shadow. And now he has the opportunity to do that. But I also have to say that now that it happened and he's at Boston, he has to show and prove. Because now the whole microscope is on Kyrie Irving. And if Kyrie Irving don't show and prove in Boston, you know, that's going to be a bad, bad dent into his career. You know, he may be the NBA champion, but you do all this to get out of Cleveland and then go to Boston and don't do anything to showcase the show, show of it, you know, that's going to be bad. That's going to be bad for your legacy. So I give him credit. He's taking, you know, he's putting a big risk out there. Now, whether, you know, Boston has the, the players and the team to do it, we shall see. But you're right. October 17th is already going to continue the flow of playoff basketball with this first game. And I would not be surprised if Kyrie takes it to heart and, and plays his heart out on the first game. And to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if LeBron matches that intensity as well. So it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be a, a, a serious game. And I will say this. A lot of people are saying that Cleveland, you know, still is the top in the East. You know, I, 
I will say that, but I wouldn't say they, they're not as top as they was last year. I mean, Kyrie on that team made them the perennial favorites to win the East. Um, but I think that with Kyrie now to Boston and with the swap to Isaiah Thomas, Isaiah Thomas is a great player, but I just see that Cleveland has a little bit more of a moxie now than they did last year. And so, like, even if Cleveland, you know, I don't think Cleveland would sweep Boston in the Eastern Conference Finals, but I think that they will give them a, more of a run now with the team that they currently have, and that's what Kyrie added in. Well, I look at it in a situation where with the trade going down and Isaiah Thomas now running a point for, for Cleveland, Isaiah is in a contract yet. So whether Isaiah, you know, ends up staying with Cleveland or he goes somewhere else, he's going to want to get paid. So you know he's going to come out there and ball this season. That's motivation one. LeBron, LeBron don't need a motivation. You know, LeBron got this streak going on where he, he's already been to seven straight finals. I'm sure he wants to make it to eight. You know, everybody on the team, you know, they got a little taste of of championship fever, you know, they want to get back. Plus, they want to get, you know, they want to get back at, at Golden State. They don't want to, you know, sit there and take that four-one smackdown and and don't think that they, you know, they don't, they can't have the, they don't have the ability to get back and, and compete and take back the crown from Golden State, you know. So, I think it's gonna, I think Cleveland is gonna be hungrier, scrappier, grittier, gonna play better defense. This time around, you know, because LeBron, when he wants to play defense, he can play defense. You know, he 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 has a tendency to be Ole, to do Ole type defense, you know, just like everybody everybody else. But when he wants to clamp down and play some defense, he can play some defense. Jay Crowder is going to bring a different type of energy as far as defense is going to be concerned. And when you have somebody who loves to play defense come to your team, and you know you can put him on somebody's best player, especially like you know when they match up against KD. You know that's a, that's a that's a difference maker. So I, I truly think that Cleveland uh, Isaiah Thomas, knowing in the situation that he's in, the contract year, knowing he has a great opportunity to ring a ring, to win a ring, a better opportunity, a better a better shot at winning it in Cleveland versus being in Boston. Uh, I'm not saying I'm not putting money down to say that Cleveland is going to win it all, but I definitely believe that when they make it to the finals, because I know, I in my heart, I believe they'll make it back to the finals. Golden State isn't going to have it as easy uh, this time around as far as getting, to, you know, winning the championship. I think it definitely will go six or seven games, and it could possibly be a poss- uh, toss-up between who wins. I'm not going to put the, I'm not going to say that the Golden State is a lock. They're locked to make it back, of course, just because they're loaded. But, you never know. Injuries may happen. You know, another team in the West could get lucky in the seven-game series. Just because, you know, anything's possible. But, but you know, right, so it's going to be interesting. I know the East is pretty much uh, predetermined. Uh, Milwaukee's going to give somebody a go. You know, the Wizards are still – they're young. They're hungry. They're going to give somebody a go. Um, it's going to be interesting to see if D-Wade, once he's bought out of Chicago, is going to end up on uh, – end up in Cleveland. And if that happens, then think about this. If he ends up in Cleveland, when you got your starting five that I mentioned earlier, but now you're talking about your bench is D-Rose, D-Wade is your one and two, Crowd at your three, <laughs> you know, and you put 
whomever, Richard Jefferson, and uh, whoever else that you want to put on the floor, and then you can mix and match. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's a that's that's a heck heck of a formidable uh, a team, especially when you're talking about you know how Golden State picked up you know uh, the uh, AI and um, resigned AI and resigned uh, what's that the kid's name? Livingston. Livingston, and I think they resigned um, what's his name too the. Uh, Oh, what's his name? He used to play for Wizards. Crazy self. Um, Javel? Yeah, yeah. He's, he he, he resigned. Yeah. So, I mean, as far as starting five and bench, it's it's heavy hitter. You know what I mean? We all know Wade isn't a Wade he was seven, you know, five years ago. So, it's not like he put in a lot of stock that Wade. But you put him in the fourth quarter in a close game, you best believe he's going to be on the floor with, uh, with LeBron. Because he's been there and would understand and know what needs to be done. So uh, I'm I'm pumped for this uh, for this NBA season just because you know it's just so many moving parts and how things are going. You know it's going to be real interesting. I I don't even care so much about the West. The West, you know, they, all they're going to do is just beat themselves up every night when they play against one another. It's the East that's going to be most compelling because it's only a handful of teams that. You know, the top four or five teams in the East is only what really matters. It's just the bottom fillers are going to be the bottom fillers, and they're not going to make much noise, you know. So, you know, your top five in the East is Cleveland, Boston, Milwaukee, Washington, and um, who did I leave out? Toronto. Toronto, right. Indiana, maybe. You know, does Oladipo and whatever make any, make any difference? Probably not. Brooklyn ain't doing nothing. New York definitely ain't doing nothing. Um, Miami, Miami, yeah, I can see Miami. They're young. Um, they made some noise towards the end of the season and squeaked into the playoffs. So I can see Miami um, doing something. I don't see Chicago doing anything. So you, you got six teams, literally, and this two teams battling it out for who's going to, you know, make it probably win 35 games. The West, I, I think, <laughs> I think in the West, Every team is going to win at least, if I had to guess, Golden State's going to win somewhere around 65 games and the eighth, the eighth team in um, the AFC probably is going to win somewhere around 58 to 59 games. I mean, I mean think about it. The, the West is loaded. <laughs> yeah, the West is loaded, but somebody's going to have to lose in the West. You got to understand. Majority of teams that they play is going to be in the Western Conference. So somebody's going to have to lose. I, and to be honest, last year, you know, the West was kind of loaded. And the person, the last team that got in that was a spot didn't have a, they only won like 40 something games. If I could uh, double check, but I think it was like 40 something games. So I, I honestly believe that, that, I mean, yeah, they're loaded on the Western Conference, but I really believe that. The eighth seed is going to have a tough time to get over over forty games, win over so. forty games. I mean, because you think about the AI trade, not not AI. I'm sorry, Chris Paul, the Houston, you know. But the Clippers got back some really good talent, so I don't think the Clippers fell off as hard as one would believe, just because Chris Paul left. You know, Patrick Beverly and some other folks going over to uh, for the, to the Clippers. Matter of fact, they may be, they may work out to be better just because they have more talent. 
and can utilize themselves to be a, a lot better team instead of this highly dominated between Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, um, Blake Griffin and the you know, and uh, DeAndre doing what DeAndre do. Um, but they did, you know, they did hurt themselves a little bit by losing JJ Reddick going over to Philly. Um, in the case of Philly, you know, jumping back to the East, coming back to the West. But you know, mentioning Philly's Philly. What do you think about Philly? Um, I think I truly think that Philly could sneak in to taking taking the seventh or the eighth spot this year. Not really making them doing anything big in the playoffs, but I think they will sneak in and be that dude uh, that uh, that team that now you know they they trusted the process and will be that probably that eighth seed. As a matter of fact, I'm booking it right now. I book Philadelphia to be that eight seed come playoffs time in the NBA. No, I, I, to be honest, I did have Philadelphia as a playoff team in the Eastern Conference, um, but it all depends on the health of Joel Embiid. Um, don't get me wrong about Ben Simmons or um, Markel Folks. You know, we'll see what that, you know, we'll see what happens um, this year because they're both rookies, so to speak. But I've seen what Joel Embiid can do when he's healthy. When he's healthy and he's a team on his back, Philly was winning games. So I have that much confidence in the fact that as long as Joel Embiid is healthy, Philadelphia will make the playoffs. Um, that's, I mean, I, to be honest, I really do have them penciled in as like the AC, seventh or AC, um, when it comes down to it. Um, but getting back to what you were saying about the West, the Western team, I, I'm, you're right. The Clippers are going to be, and I have, I also have the Clippers in the um, playoffs as well. Um, but I just don't think that they're going to win that many games like everybody's saying. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, the Western Conference right now is a toss-up because everybody's going to, with the exception of maybe, um, with the exception of San Antonio and Golden State, everybody's going to have to take some time to get used to um, themselves. New players, new atmosphere, new system. Um, whether it's Houston, whether it's the Clippers, whether it's Utah, whether it's Denver, they all got new players that's going to be either starting at one point or playing extensive minutes. So it's going to be, a, you know, it's going to take some time for them to gel and get to know each other. So that's why I really don't have a lot of teams. To be honest, I'm not, I don't have Houston winning that many games in the beginning of the season. I really, you know, I see them taking off like somewhere mid-season to get to where the playoffs is, but I think there's going to be a lot of teams that's going to need to get gelled together first before anything. Um, that that's just my opinion on that matter. But like you said about the Eastern Conference, you know, Cleveland, Boston, Toronto, Milwaukee—they're all washed, Washington included. They're all already at, they're going to be in the playoffs. There's no doubt about it. Uh, I do have Philadelphia in there. Um, but everything else right now to me is a toss-up uh, because I, I can say this, um, when they traded away the Brooklyn pick, you know, before I thought they, they was holding it for a reason, but I think they understood now that Brooklyn is not going to be that last team this year. Not at all. Um, so that's why I think they, re they relinquished that Brooklyn pick. You think that Brooklyn's going to do better than anticipated? Oh, yeah, without question. Without question. And I'm not just saying that as a Brooklyn Nets fan. 
Um, I'm saying because other teams took so much of a dive back, um, like Atlanta, for example. I mean, you lost Simi Hardaway Jr. You don't have Dwight Howard anchoring your defense. You got instead of Dwight Howard, you got Marshall Plumlee. You lost your your top scorer in um, Paul Millsap. Who do you have? Kent Bazemore and um, Dennis Schroeder. I don't think that's going to win enough games. So I really think that Atlanta is going to take a huge step back this year. Same thing with Indiana. Even though Victor Oladipo is a good player, I just can't see them getting over the hump when they lose Jeff Teague as well. Um, and you lose Paul George. So, I mean, everything is going to harp on Miles Turnley and Victor Oladipo. And then now that I think about it in the East, Charlotte made the playoffs, I believe. Or they may not have made it last year. They didn't make the they didn't they didn't make the playoffs this year. Um, I, to be honest, I could see them slipping in too. I could see them and Philadelphia in that same boat slipping in. One of those two, or both of them, will be seven or eight. I could see them slipping in. And, and, and um, you also got to factor in uh, Miami as well, just because they. Well, really I have Miami. Bad. No, I have Miami in there. I definitely have Miami in there. And I know you said that you know Dwayne Wade is considering going to Cleveland, but. He's also got ties to go back to Miami, too. So I know that, you know, Deion Waiters may not be too happy if that happens, but, you know, <laughs> even if so, they still have a great chance of making the playoffs. And I, to be honest, I have them penciled in as probably the seven, play, the seven best team in the Eastern Conference. The, re- the reason why I think LeBron Wade would go to Cleveland just to, to say thank you for coming to Miami and I'm going to do you a solid coming back to uh, the Cleveland to finish out that season. And I think he will then sign a one-year contract or something to go back to Miami to finish out his career and be done. That's why I just think it'd be probably like a three- or four-month rental for him in, in Cleveland. If he gets the ring, he gets a ring. He'll go back to Miami right off in the sunset where, you know, get a nice little contract, you know, be that veteran presence to mentor that young squad, you know, so you say welcome back and come off the bench and, and be done with it, you know. So yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be so interesting. Uh, you know, you got basketball starting a little bit earlier. You got you got the video game news with live and two K coming out. Everybody's real eager and discussing basketball on the video game sense. And, yeah, they really got to change that 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 poster. <laughs> oh, now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They really got to change that post because that's so awkward now. <laughs> I mean, but that's what they get for, you know, trying to leak things to say, oh, the cover boy is this. And then, oh, wow, yeah. And I think it's to the point where they can't really even adjust it um, to switch the cover leading into the, excuse me, leading into the game's release. You know, they said that they could probably get the corrected cover at a new time, I guess, because they don't have time to uh, to get all that together. So, I mean, it's not a marketing fail. You know, you just never know how these things are going to work out, especially when, uh, when you're picking your cover athlete. But it, 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 it's, it's crazy for 2K, but I'm sure they'll figure it out. You know, they're the king of uh, the basketball mountain as far as video games are concerned. So I'm sure they're going to make, make things right eventually. Yeah. But I'm I'm more curious to find out how they're going to make it right. Are they going to replace it with another Cleveland Cavalier, or are they going to swap it to a Boston Celtics jersey? I think they're going to put him in a, in a Celtics jersey. 
I think they'll probably keep mm. the same pose and just put them in the uh, Boston's jersey. Um, just a matter of how quickly can they do it, you know, because it's, I guess it's something that's been predetermined for such a long time, you know, they probably, and it's probably at a point where the game, the covers are already done and it's just a matter of just getting all the stuff, all the data on the CD, just to, to market and pack out and ship out. So I don't know. It's going to, it's, in other words, it's probably a, a, a from a, a from a financial standpoint, it probably is, uh, is going to be crazy just because of how much money they invested in doing all that so far. And they're going to have to turn around and redo it again. They're, they're not going to want to sit there and, um, and and waste that money. But they could make it where that particular cover could be a vintage collector's item. You know how video games are really uh, really uh, – a central point for a lot of a lot of families, a lot of individuals where especially now with the retro gaming and all that good stuff, you know, ten years down the road from now, twelve years down the road, it could be one of those collector types edition types of things that, you know, depending on how many they made. If they only made five thousand or fifty thousand but fifty you know, five million sold, then if you got one of those it could be quite collectible. Yeah, I that it, it'll be definitely interesting to see what they do in that regard. Um, but I we can continue talking more about this at a later date. Um, and we can also get our prediction in as well. Um, but my question is real quick, um, is there anything else that you want to talk about um in, in newsworthy wise? Oh, I'm sorry, there is the Colin Kaepernick um situation. Yes, they have there was a rally that was held today. Um, in regards and support of Colin Kaepernick. Um, actually, I just, I was just listening to um, an interview that on CNN with Spike Lee, where he was talking about in this whole Colin Kaepernick situation. And he was basically saying that the owners um, were in cahoots, sort of collusion, so to speak, um, to um, do everything in their power to not sign Colin Kaepernick. Um, so Spike Lee said that he couldn't understand why because, you know, Colin Kaepernick is probably better than half of the NBA, the uh, starting NFL quarterbacks um, right now in today's league. So um, just want to get your thoughts on that real quick. Oh, I believe it. Um, I believe it wholeheartedly. He may not be – he may not be uh, – is, you know, he may not be regarded as probably one of the top ten quarterbacks, but you have to. You couldn't tell me that if RG three had the opportunity with Cleveland last year to run their offense, that you couldn't bring a Colin Kaepernick into uh, into Cleveland and be the starting quarterback for them. Um, it's obvious. I don't know that rookie. That rookie on Cleveland squad, yo, he's real, he looks real good. Yeah, but you also got to say, you know, Kaiser was running against, you know, those going to be truck drivers and working at Starbucks, you know. Granted, when he starts this coming Thursday, I believe he's supposed to start Thursday, um, he's going against the ones. He's going to get some some real time to see how he looks. You know, you really gauge that barometer um, to see where he is. And I'm not knocking him, you know. Um, he, he, I think he will be a very good quarterback. Um, but that's the saying that it's no different than – you're trying to tell me that Jay Cutler is better than Kaepernick. You're trying to tell me that, um, you know, Houston is starting Tom Savage. 
Um, you're trying to tell me that Kaepernick, Tom Savage is better than Kaepernick. Um, Denver is going through a, conund- a conundrum with Trevor Simeon, Trevor Simeon and, uh, and Paxton Lynch going back and forth about who's going to be their starting quarterback. You know, it's, it's Trevor Simeon by default because they want Paxton Lynch to be that dude, but Paxton Lynch can't be the dude because he just he isn't taking the you know taking the reins by the you know and, and controlling things and you know making his own destiny. Um, you know, he, he got the uh, you're trying to tell me that San Diego couldn't be a good spot. You know, Philip Rivers is getting older. You know, Cardell Jones just got traded from Buffalo to. Uh, San Diego, not knocking Cardell Jones. He was a decent quarterback. Did you trying to tell me that you would rather take Cardell Jones over Colin Kaepernick, somebody who's led a, a, a team to a Super Bowl, or somebody who's led a team to the NFC Championship game? You know, it's 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 crazy just how uh, how things roll. You know, so I think I was listening where um, whereas. Um, Kaepernick, uh, I was listening to something on ESPN where uh, somebody was, a gentleman was talking where he spoke to an exec that said that if their starting quarterback was to go down and get hurt, they would be picking up the phone to call Kaepernick to bring him in right now because that's who they want if their starting quarterback was to go down. My question is, if you have that fear, that your quarterback is going to go down, if you know, because we know we know how to, you know, NFL works. It's such a violent sport that you know anybody can go down at any time. And if you value him that much, that if he was to go down, he would be the first person that you know that you would call. Why not bring him in the camp to get him get him up to speed? Obviously, you think of him highly, more highly than the backup quarterback that you currently have on your team now. <laughs> so that tells me. You would rather have Colin Kaepernick than your current backup quarterback, but you don't want the backlash that's coming along with it. I mean, the man already came out and said that he's willing to do whatever it takes to not be a distraction. You know, it's, he's coming out indirectly begging. Um, not begging, but, you know, this, this going against what he really believes to say, I'm willing to do this because I want to resume my NFL career. And he's still being blackballed. I mean, it's just crazy. I will say this. Um, it is crazy. Because uh, even if that's the case, even if, I mean, let alone the fact that he could start over half of the NFL quarterbacks that's there. I mean, can't even bring him in in the second string. Right. You cannot tell me without a shadow of a doubt that any of the second string starters that you have are better than Colin Kaepernick. I don't care what team you are, you have. None of your second string quarterbacks there, or even third string for that matter, or even practice squad for that matter, is better than Colin Kaepernick. But yet here we are. And it's unfortunate because, you know, you talk like so many owners talk a lot of like a lot, you know, well, if you know my quarterback goes down, then yeah, of course I would, you know, like you said, why not show and prove? You know, instead of just saying, you know what, I'm not going to be, I'm going to step out of this. You know what I'm saying? I need the best people here. I'm wearing, if if you was an owner, if I was an owner, that would be the first thing I would say. You know, look, 
He may have done whatever, whatever in the past, but this is a new year. I need the best person available. I'm trying to win. Like, I, I cannot understand the reasoning why owners don't say that. Like, if an owner was to say, you know what, I'm taking Colin Kaepernick, you know what I'm saying, I'm bringing him in. Any questions? Why are you bringing him, blah, blah, blah? Because he gives me the best chance to win a championship. And I don't know about everybody else, but I'm going after the players that get me to win a championship. You don't think fans would want to see somebody take up that ownership and say, you know what, at least this owner has the goal, you know, to, you know what, to say, you know what, he's trying to get this team to win a championship. I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm all for it. I just don't understand it. That's why I keep saying that owners sometimes, they talk a good game, but I don't see them backing it up. And until they back up something, or at least until the owner or a team says, you know what, I'm willing to take this chance because I would rather win than to hear the backlash. The backlash would be minimum as long as you, he's winning. Don't, I mean, right. you saw that with Michael Vick. Michael Vick got they, – they, the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles was like, you know what, he gives me a best chance to win. I'm going to bring him aboard. Not only that, I'm going to start him. When he started winning, you didn't hear no more of the backlash about the dog fighting. So I, I just don't understand why this is still an issue. Like, once crazy. a team gives, yeah, once a team gives him a chance, pretty sure when he starts winning, all this is going to go away. And to be honest, there's going to be even more people, other players, that's going to do what he's doing now. And he may just be, you know, he may just be like, you know what? I'm not going to go back into that because I don't want that drama no more. I'm probably going to stand up for the rest of all the games. I'm going to acknowledge the national anthem. Like, you know, if he says he's going to do it, then he's going to do it. My point is, is that why not give him the opportunity? Like, I just don't, like, I just don't understand how Michael Vick did a lot worse than what Colin Kaepernick did. But yet, Colin Kaepernick is getting the brunt of everything more so than what Michael Vick did. Just think about that for a second. Because, I mean, I know you, I, I, I'm just saying in general for the, the people that are listening, think about that. Michael Vick did more damage than anybody in the NFL, but yet he got a second chance. And this is to all those people who thinking that Colin Kaepernick doesn't deserve another chance to be back in the NFL. Listen to what I'm saying. These people, I mean, if you can bring, if they could bring back Michael Vick, who done everything in his power from that dog fighting scandal, and I'm not knocking it, he did his time, he can't, they brought, you know, you heard the backlash when he got back into the NFL, but yet he started winning games, and then it became minimum. How is it that you can't give Colin Kaepernick that same, that same chance? Right. Like, it's, I, 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 I'm still perplexed by that. And, you know, to, to, to piggyback off what you said as far as players uh, taking a stance or, you know, taking a knee um, during the National Anthem, I think it was uh, – I could be mistaken, but I believe it was Cleveland that had a group of players take a knee during the, uh, the National Anthem during their last preseason game. And I'm not just talking about black players. I'm talking about this with black and white players. So it's it's – it's becoming more of a, a unified type of thing where, you know, he started something where he was standing up for the, you know, the social inequalities towards individuals that's going on by, you know, 
by police, et cetera. You know, we don't need to rehash what all he's done. But I don't know if it's what's going on politically in the world that's that's really having players, especially in football, not saying that other players aren't doing it on other teams, other sports, um, but especially in football, where you're seeing more of a, uni a unified front um, as far as they're taking their individual stance or their individual beliefs and coming together as a team. I, like I believe the Seattle Seahawks uh, all last year locked up in arms down the sidelines during the national anthem and showed their sign of solidarity. You know, there were players from the 49ers that kneeled down along with Colin Kaepernick and there were other, other players as well, but you're seeing more and more of this now. So even if Colin Kaepernick doesn't make it back into the NFL, his legacy is definitely living on as far as what he believed in and these social inequalities, these social injustices um, that are going on, whether it be black, white, whoever, you know, it's, 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 it's catching, it's not so much catching on, it's just players are now really, you know, like really taking a stance on how they feel or what they believe. And I think that's great. Now, it really now just really comes down to, uh, it's not a money thing because if Kettler Cutler could come off and make ten million dollars, it's not about money. It's 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 got to be, you know, these owners are just being really really fearful. And people, the, the NFL, you know, if people stop watching the NFL because of Colin Kaepernick, it's not going to hurt the NFL. Um, jersey sales aren't going to hurt the NFL, you know. So it's like you said, it just takes a, a owner to really you know man up and just say, you know what, I could get I could care less about the fan backlash, you know, because I'm going to do what's right. I'm going to do what's right for the best of this, this organization, this team, bringing a person who I believe that if we need to hand him the keys to this offense and expect to win games, I know he's capable. And it's going to come a point, you know, and if it comes to a point and it happens, I guarantee they'd be very happy and, and very pleased with bringing him in uh, to be that guy. I, no, I agree with that because not only will that happen, you're going to get the support of all those that's been supporting Kaepernick from the jump. Like, you're going to get those because those people are going to be like, look, this team took a chance. You know, I'm beginning to like them a lot more. And who's to say, once you get Kaepernick in that particular, whatever team that he's in, his jersey sales is going to skyrocket, okay. which will in turn help out your business as well. So the question is, is not, I don't think people, like the owners need to understand that this could be a blessing in disguise. And if you don't think that that's the case, look at the Michael Vick situation when he came back. Because his sales shot back up with the quickness when he was in Philadelphia. I believe that Kaepernick's jersey right now, even though he's not with San Francisco, his San Francisco jersey is still the top 10 selling jersey. So what does that say? I agree. Exactly. Exactly. San Francisco, San Francisco is still making money off of this band, and he's not even on their squad. <laughs> exactly, you're exactly right. Exactly right. But we can continue to go on and talk about it, but we're way past our time limit. <laughs> so, um, Ace Man, thanks very much. Let everybody know where they can reach you at. Uh, you can reach me on Twitter at uh, CatDaddy1963. That's CatDaddy, C-A-T-D-A-D-D-Y. One nine six three on Twitter.
And of course, you can reach me at I am Al Qualls. Again, that's I am Al Qualls. I'm on Twitter and on Instagram as well. Um, also on Roto Den, um, shout out to Roto Den for including us into their beliefs, I mean, into their website as well. Um, also, like to thank all those that are um, listening in, those that subscribe. I appreciate you, the guys that are listening on SoundCloud, the people that are listening on iTunes and on Google Podcasts. Thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe because it really helps us out. Um, so subscribe, subscribe to SoundCloud, iTunes, podcast, whatever you listen to. Um, also, um, be on the lookout. Any advertisers out there, this is a special call to you guys. Any advertisers that's looking for advertisements, you can always reach us out, reach out to us, whether we're on Twitter, whether we are on Instagram, you can always reach us there and check us out and give us a, a holler. Say you want to be advertised. We definitely would definitely don't mind putting you guys on and mentioning you guys. Um, but again, thanks very much for listening to us. Catch us again next week. And until next time, you guys, take care. Have a great day, everybody. Or night.